everybody and welcome to another episode of On The Turnbuckle here at mypodcasthouse.com or wherever you're listening to. Thanks for joining us again this week. A big show coming up this week. Of course, that was the music of the big boss man who uh, beat Hillbilly Jim, gentlemen. No? Shaking your head, Welshie? Yeah, like I, 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 wanted, I, I wanted Hillbilly Jim. I th- I definitely thought the popular vote was going to win this week, and obviously I was right, yeah. as always, Tony. Do you we, think that they're holding um, Hillbilly Jim's uh, speech from Hall of Fame against him? Well, definitely. Maybe they thought if they voted for him, it'd just be 50, 60 minutes of Hillbilly Jim on the podcast, which I don't think anyone really wants. No, no. Enough country and Western music has been played in this world, apart from having it on our podcast as well. I'm thinking of just putting... Hillbilly Jim on the pole every week until he wins. What would it be a song that he he'd guarantee to beat? Uh, Sam Houston. Sam Houston. Yeah, maybe not. Something crazy. You'd say Chris Benoit, but knowing I'm not wrestling, risking wrestling that. fans. I, I was hoping that name would never get mentioned on this <laughs> podcast. Thanks, Lyle. Uh, great that. to have fun time, Phil and Carl Grove on the uh, show last week, boys. Yeah, uh, we got some really good feedback, which is always nice um, when. People who haven't contacted the page before, like our Facebook page, contact us to tell us how much they enjoyed the episode. So, uh, yeah, the feedback was really good. We love your feedback on our Facebook page. We also love your reviews as well on iTunes. So if you're listening to us on iTunes, if you've downloaded there, just leave a review and tell us how good you think we are. And if you don't think we're good, lie and say that we're yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. We'd appreciate that very, very much. As we welcome onto the line our guest tonight, it's going to be a really special interview to, to hear from Candy Lee, who, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is she the first transgender wrestler in the world? No, um, there are other transgender wrestlers in the world. I believe she may be the first transgender uh, women's wrestling champion, but um, I'm sure she'll uh, inform us on that. But she's a. let's not ruin her story. Let's get her on to talk about herself. Let's do that all the way over the other side of the ditch. We say g'day to Candy Lee. Hi, Candy Lee. Hello, Kira. Kia ora to you too, of course, uh, over there in New Zealand at the moment. Making your way over to Australia shortly, though, for what promises to be a, a fantastic uh, day of wrestling. No, again, no, no, more than a day. Oh, go. No, um, you're coming over for th- uh, three shows, is it, Candy? Oh, there you go. I think it's four shows. Four shows. What's the, I've, I know yeah. about um, Wrestling Go and PWA and uh, the MCW show. What's the fourth one? Um, it's, I'm wrestling at PWA on Friday and then at Wrestling Go on Saturday. Okay, perfect. Against Shaz. Oh, so against Shaz and McKenzie. Oh, that'll be good. Yeah, I'm excited. Round two. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, uh, we'll start with a little bit of New Zealand wrestling because we don't, um, we don't get across a lot of it. Uh, over here, um, so like most is about all we know about New Zealand. Oh, we know a little bit more, but um, <laughs> uh, so what's the scene like in New Zealand? Um, it's like Australia in a way, where it's like small, but it's slowly making its way in this world, I guess. But I feel like New Zealand is a lot smaller than Australia because we're like a small country here. So how often uh, would you get to work in a month? Um, I know like back then it was like not as much as what it is now, but like recently since last year and stuff, I've been wrestling like every week, which is fun. Yeah, it would be the and- fact. Yeah, the fact that you're working every week is fantastic. Was there was there a temptation early on though to maybe move over to Australia and and uh, take the advantage of the amount of promotions that were over here. Um, yeah, that like I've want to I've want to move to Australia though because I feel like the exposure there is bigger and the scene is like bigger there and there's more women to wrestle, I guess. And uh, I mean, in Australia, there's you can wrestle everybody too. Like a lot of promotions, like PWA, just they just have wrestlers, so everyone wrestles each other, which is which is really cool. Oh, yeah. New Zealand does that as well. But, like, in terms of, like, um, women's divisions, our one's really tiny compared to Australia. 
Now, I just want to take you back to, uh, obviously, Impact Pro Wrestling in New Zealand is your home promotion. What's what's the buzz around those guys at the minute? Um, what what do you mean? Like what their like crowd numbers and how many shows they're running? Uh, oh, okay. Um, we usually do like monthly shows, and then in between that, we usually go to like out of town places, out of Auckland, to do shows as well. And our crowd numbers have been really good lately. They've been at a consistent like high amount which is good i think wrestling is getting more and more popular awesome um now you've got a few titles at the moment oh yeah i do uh, i have three yeah three candy three belts is the <laughs> um is the hashtag isn't it <laughs> Yeah, but I don't like odd numbers, so like, I really want to win a fourth one. <laughs> Might be able to win one when you're on Australian soil. True. Caddy, take us through, uh, obviously, as, as we know, and we've explained at the, the start of the program, you're a, a transgender wrestler. Take us through uh, how that goes for you and, and how you find it not only in the uh, in the ring with, with the guys and, and backstage in the rooms, but also with crowd reaction and, and the like. Are people getting more used to it now? Um, to, like, I feel like I thought it was going to be an issue, but I feel like it's like totally not an issue. People just treat me like the girl that I am and that, yeah, it's not really a big deal, like, yeah, I've come across like ignorance and stuff, but it's like the atmosphere backstage is like I don't really get looked down upon, and it's not really an issue. Isn't it funny how that works? We look at uh, other transgender athletes around the world, and Caster Semenya, of course, is one that comes to mind, and everyone else seems to have a, a problem with it, but people involved in the actual sport don't. Yeah, it's a it's a weird like. People outside of it just, I feel like people just try to make a big deal out of something that's not really a big deal at all. Yeah, and I mean, most most of the blowback seems to come from ignorant people on social media where people stay anonymous and they can hide behind their computer screen or their phone screen. Um, and you've been fantastic in being like a really positive voice despite what people throw at you. Oh, yeah, it's funny because, like, I always, like, put people on blast for their ignorance and, like, they always, like, once I call them out, they don't have anything else to say. It's like they just said it just just because they thought they were funny or doing something. But a lot of the people that really are ignorant don't really have valid points to back up what their argument is. Well, but, no. yeah, I try to I try to stay positive about things because, like, I feel like a lot of ignorance is due to the fact that there is a lack of education around trans people and trans athletes in general. Um, how much extra pressure does it put on um, an athlete when you're um, feeling your own way in your sport um, and in your performances and, and you know, you're always learning and developing and then on top of that you've also got to um, educate imbeciles on social media and in the crowd um does it put extra pressure on or do you see that as like a um as a badge of honor and a sort of leadership role that you take um a little bit of both because i feel because i have like a like a kind of a little platform now it's a good way to educate people who aren't aware of trans people or like don't know anything about it because um what i found is is there are a lot of people that are open to knowing about it, but then there are people who just associate in their ways. Well, that's down to them. It's not like it doesn't affect my life at the end of the day. Some internet troll saying something ignorant. I'm just like, oh, okay. Yeah, and then the positive um, of, you know, a, a child who's going through what you went through as a child, um, providing that role model, um it must is a really great place to be. Yeah, because like I have so like, or like I have a lot of young people that message me and tell me about their like stories and stuff. Not only like young trans people, but also just like members of the LGBT in general. 
And I, I feel like it's all worth it in the, at the end of the day when, like, when there's ignorant people, I'm just like, oh, I don't care. I'm not, I'm not advocating for you. I'm advocating for, like, people who understand my situation and people who are different in society. So, yeah, at the end of the day, people can be ignorant all they want, but that's, that's down to them. And, um... I uh, watched a little short documentary on you, and you mentioned the WWE Divas and stuff like that. Do you have a, like a dream match in mind, you know, for like a shooting for a goal? Like with anyone? Yeah, any anyone in the world. Um, I would say like Kelly Kelly or Nikki Bella for sure because I love this. <laughs> and if Candice Michelle didn't retire, her as well. But, I don't know, I have a lot of dream matches, but those three, um, for sure, because they're my faves. But, and, like, I would also want to match with Charlotte, because she's just, like, so good and athletic. Yeah, I think it would be almost impossible to have a bad match with Charlotte, the form she's in at the moment. Mm. Yeah, she's so good. Like, I love watching her matches, and, like, yeah, she's just... So good. Kelly, if I could take you back to 2017, I think it was around about November of that time with the WWE, as uh, Lyle was just talking about, and their attempt to try and, I don't know if uh, appease the LGBTQ community or, or, or what they were trying to do, but with trying to write a storyline with James Ellsworth and bringing him in as a, a transgender uh, wrestler to win the women's title. I know you were really strong about that. Can we, we talk about your thoughts and, and your attitude towards what they were trying to do? Oh, yeah. Um, I actually got interviewed for an article about that and I shared my opinions. I thought that was, when I heard, I like, I don't know if it was how that was true, but because it was like making waves on social media and stuff, I looked into it and I was like, oh my God, that's like, I thought that was so stupid. Like, and if they did do it, that, that would have, like, I don't know, put me off watching WWE because that's not how you present, like, I don't know. That's just so dumb to me. Yeah, and you never know what's true from the dirt sheets and what's <laughs> what's made up. Um, but in a more positive light, AEW recently signed Nyla Rose, uh, which I thought yeah, was fantastic. That's so cool. I've talked to her like before, so I was like, "Oh my god, that's so amazing!" Not only is she trans, but like, she's like, I've spoken to her before, so I was just like, so happy for her. It's definitely a good step towards like progress in wrestling as a whole. Yeah, and she's being. Um, I think she's going to do really well because she's like a powerful wrestler. Um, she's got a great look, and um, I think that. Uh, the way AEW are treating all of their performers, their male, their female performers, they're, um, they're treating everybody equally. So I think that it's a really good place to start. Yeah, and I, I, what I really loved about her signing was that they didn't announce her as a trans wrestler. They just announced her as a woman and as a wrestler, which was like it's small things like that that really mean a lot to people. And I thought that was like, so good. Yeah, I agree, 100%. I suppose the other question, if we can just step back a second as well, uh, do you think the WWE is ready for a transgender wrestler? Um, I feel like... They, I think they're ready. I think they're, they have Sonya Deville, who's openly lesbian they like had gay wrestlers before so i feel like they're more than ready mm. for trans for trans women to be on their roster but i feel like they just have to be really careful with how they go about it i guess and mm. probably do what AEW did and not present it as like a spectacle like she's a trans wrestler just treat her like a normal woman mm. Yeah, and um, I think that those sorts of messages will, will filter down, which um, is really important. Yeah, because um, at my home promotion, they don't, like, treat me 
as a trans wrestler. They just treat me as a woman's wrestler. Yes, and... Like, I only address being trans outside of wrestling things because it's more like I'm just a a girl who happens to be trans. I'm not going to be defined as a trans girl or a trans wrestler. And uh, let's talk about your um, your act when you come to the ring. Uh, do you want to talk about the the Candy Lee character, how it came about, and um, and you know what you try to to present? Because um, it's it's a it's pretty much a babyface character. Yeah. Um. So I feel like Candy Lee's like me, kind of in real life, but not really. She's. Like yeah, she's like a big baby face who who gives candy to the kids when she comes out. She's extra. She loves glitter. I love the color pink. And I feel like yeah, candy's like the name I got it from. Like my love for Candace Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it would be like a good name to like. Um, because I love wordplay and puns, so I was like, "Oh my god, I can have so much fun with this name." So I went with that name. <laughs> yeah. So the, the finisher is called the Candy Crush, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. It's good. And you do that with I um, like had... no, a go. I had that name like set in stone before I even had a finisher. That's how like eager I was to go with this name. <laughs> Well, it would fit so many moves. Yeah, I was just like, I have my finishes Candy Crush. I don't know what the move's going to be. I just know it's going to be called a Candy Crush. Lucky it wasn't a submission. Oh, yeah, that would have been awkward. Oh, I have a submission move as well. I don't really have a submission finisher yet, but when I do, it's going to be called the Candy Wrapper. Yes. Oh, that's oh, it. Gosh, that's yeah. it. That's yeah. it. Yeah, there is so much you can do. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> the wordplay is amazing. Um, you spoke to, you know, because you're a baby face, you bring candy out for all the kids. Does that mean, you know, when eventually maybe you turn heel, you bring out uh, nice red apples for all the kids in the crowd? Is that broccoli? Broccoli. I, I just, maybe I'll bring out like mints or the, like black licorice. Yeah. I love black licorice. Candied Brussels sprouts. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I was thinking maybe I can wrap up like. Little vegetables and lolly wrappers, and throw it out. <laughs> Such a heel. Um, where was I? That's actually got me off track. Um, so uh, you talk about New Zealand being a small scene, but you've managed to create a whole lot of buzz over here. Everyone on social media really popped when you were announced for the Australian shows. Um, that must. Be... I was. I was actually so surprised, to be honest. I was like, oh my god, I didn't realize like people in Australia like knew of me or like liked me that much. I was talking. I was just like, yeah, I was talking. I was like, I'm like, oh, sorry, you. (laughs) No, I think it's the delay. Um, I was just saying because I was talking to promoters who um, aren't bringing you out, and they're telling me, oh well, it looks like I'm buying tickets to MCW when you get here because everyone is really keen to to see you wrestle. Oh my god, that makes me so nervous. I was like, oh my god, there's a lot of pressure. I don't want to disappoint these people. You, I'm sure you won't. I'm sure that definitely won't happen. We've got some listener questions that have been uh, sent to us, Candy, via our Facebook page and the like, and I'll throw one at you from Andrew Elms, who asks, who is your inspiration? Like, in terms of growing like, up? In terms wrestling of wrestling, I presume, yeah. Oh, I feel like I like everyone knows, because I talk about them a lot. <laughs> Like, my inspirations would honestly be, like, um, Candice Michelle, Kelly Kelly, Nikki Bella. Like, I loved the Diva era. They were, that was, like, was one of my favorite eras of wrestling. But, yeah, in terms of today's landscape, I'll probably have to say, like, women like Sasha Banks, Charlotte, and the Iconics. I love them. They're great. Excellent. Lyle? I've got one from Instagram from Charlie Quinn, I think. What are, what are your main goals for 2019? Um, for 2019, I'll probably just wrestle more, um, learn heaps more from 
different people get better in the ring. Hopefully, wrestle overseas more. Just create a bigger like like name for myself as well in the independency. And win a fourth title. Yes. Yeah, hopefully win a fourth title so it can be an even, even number. number. You all, or, or lose, lose one. one. I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Ideally, winning one would be better. <laughs> um, i got a question from Matt the Gamer God on Twitter. He wants to know what your favorite foods and snacks are. Favorite like food? Yeah. Like, my favorite food ever is bread. But, like, carbs are not good if I want to, like... You, but you can't just say bread. Diet. Are we saying, are we saying like, fresh white bread or a whole meal or multigrain? What, what sort <laughs> of bread? Rye. I just, I just love all types of bread. Like, Fair enough. honestly, I tell people all the time, a guy could take me on a date and just get me a platter of bread and I'll, like, fall in love with him because I love bread. And that could be complimentary, so that's a really cheap date. <laughs> yeah, literally. Even if he just like gave me a whole pack of like sliced white bread, I'd be like, "Oh my god, yum!" <laughs> They'd have to be drinks. Though. This guy's a this guy's a keeper. <laughs> just water. Water's fine. I can dip my bread in that. Um, so when do you when do you head over to Australia? Um, this Friday. So on the PWA show day, so I get I literally like land and then I have to go to like get ready for the show and stuff. And what do you know about those PWA black label shows? I know it's R eighteen. That is. I was like, oh my god, it's, it's going to be drunk people. I hope they don't like. I'm always scared that like there'll be like that one ignorant person in the crowd. So. I'm kind of nervous, but I'm more excited. It should be fine, hopefully. Australian wrestling crowds are pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the one, the one um, ignorant fool usually gets shouted down by, you know, the 600 other people in the crowd, which is which is really good. And that's something that's continuously getting better and better. Um, but yeah, those black label shows. I mean, like most Australian wrestling shows, we we do like to have a beer while we're at the wrestling. So. You'll have drunk people at most shows, I think. <laughs> yeah, you will. And believe me, I know all about that. I'm apparently the one ignorant fool that keeps on uh, abusing Lockie Hendricks, lover boy Lockie Hendricks, and everyone keeps shouting me down. So uh, it, it's true what he says. <laughs> um, so when you're here, uh, we mentioned the shows, but um, do you have the dates or do we have to find them and we'll post them later? Um, I can look at the dates, actually. Uh, I know some of them, so I know that this. So this Friday, you're at PWA Black Label, which, if you haven't got tickets yet, you probably should buy them immediately because that will sell out. I know that uh, Glow in Real Life in Melbourne on the Sunday. That's Sunday week, the third. Yeah, the third. Uh, Re- Wrestling Go, which is uh, Go Girl. Yeah, I think their title or Go You Girl. Uh, you go, girl. Sorry, uh, that's March the second in uh, New South Wales, and then obviously well. wrestling go this Saturday as well when you're yeah. wrestling Shazza McKenzie. Yeah, uh, we're looking forward. No one's they haven't announced who you're wrestling in Melbourne yet. Um, I've got suspicions, but um, we're we're really looking forward to that announcement. Yeah, me too. I was like, oh my gosh, because I saw the first two match announcements, and I was like, oh, those are cool matchups. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I can't wait for my one. I'm thinking it'd be Indy or Avery, and either way, I think you're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah definitely. Without a doubt. I, I was like, I like had this, like, like I just thought, like, of of what might happen. I was like, oh, my gosh, what if it's a triple threat? That would be fun as well against Avery and Indy. That would be perfect. That'd actually be the match I would choose. Yeah, mm. that'd be really good. Or Erica, any of those. There's a lot of good, girl, a lot of good girls in Australia, and we're looking forward to seeing you have a lot of these matches. And when they get put up online, yeah, and hopefully, like afterwards, I can also like hopefully wrestle at uh, MCW Formberry show. Yeah, so I know that after I was talking to the promoters there recently, and um, about women's wrestling in particular, and Chris Fresh was pretty keen to to get you over at some stage. So I know that um, it's been something that was spoken about at Wrestle at the last Wrestle Rock show. Oh, Chris Fresh is so lovely. 
Cool stuff. Candy Lee, thank you so much for spending some time with us. We really do appreciate it. Uh, can you give us uh, your, your social media handle so uh, if people want to follow you there? Oh, yeah. You, um, you can like my Candy Lee page on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter at CandidlyCandy underscore. And you can follow me on Instagram at LeigheBarbie. Fan. Fantastic. Uh, plenty of ways for people to follow you there. Look forward to seeing you over here in Australia over the next couple of weeks. Enjoy the trip and you're going to have a couple of days off, hopefully, in between to, to spend some time here or do you go home in between shows? Um, oh, no, I'm going to be there for a week. So Excellent. The beach. Yeah, take a lot of naps. <laughs> um, well, we'll definitely come up and say hello at the Glow Show in Melbourne when um, we're looking forward to that. Okay, cool. Can't wait. Good on you, Candy Lee. We wish you all the best. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Candy Lee joining us here on the Turnbuckle. It's a new day. Yes, it is. And welcome back. Part two of On the Turnbuckle this week. Boys, uh, Candy Lee, fantastic. Great chat. Yeah, and uh, look, it's a great story. It's a positive story, and I'm like, I, I'm really look. The moment that that was announced that she was going to be wrestling at Glow, um, I bought t- You know, I bought tickets yeah. within seconds. Yeah, because uh, there is a lot of buzz about Candy Lee online. About you know, she's won three belts. She's dominating the scene over there. People, she's selling a lot of tickets, and I think that everyone here is excited to watch her. And I know that all the girls over here are really excited to work with her. Yeah, cool. Uh, is that the reason why we played the New Day music? Because it's a new day in wrestling? Well, Lyle, why did we play the New Day's music? Oh, Kofi not? Mania, isn't it's it? Kofi, that's Mania. Kofi it's, Kingston. It's, uh, you know, it just shows that WWE can, if they put the machine behind the, and follow the crowd. But they didn't. This is the thing. Like, I mean, they're they following the after, crowd I now. Mean, yeah. after. Once, if, if, I'm glad they didn't ignore the crowd, which sometimes they can tend to do. And... I really enjoyed, you know, like what Big E said on the on Twitter. I don't know what Big E said. Well, he he said along along the lines of, um, you know, we for for the last four years we've been mucking around, joking, but take a step back, we're working with an absolute legend, and I think you know you look at his resume and titles that he's collected over the years, he really is, and maybe what I. What I sorry to interrupt. No, you're right. What I saw from Kofi that has probably been missing from his act was intensity. Yes, um, his ability both last uh, Tuesday, Wednesday our time, and on Sunday, and again today, was like just super intensity. Like um, he flicked to a new a new gear. Yeah. Um, during those matches, and he, I, I texted you before the match and said, look. Kofi's not going to win, but God, I hope he does. And near the end of the match, I believed he could win. And that's the beauty of great storytellers in the ring is because everything about wrestling and my knowledge of the wrestling business um, tells me he cannot win this match. Yeah. But at the end of that match, I wanted him to win so badly that I thought he could win. He's a baby face. I'm cheering him. And... I want Kofi Kingston to win the WWE title, and I never thought I would ever utter those words. No. Well, I don't think a lot of people would have had that thought. Um, you mentioned his fire and his intensity. I think the last time I can remember it is when he smashed up Randy Orton's NASCAR on a Monday Night Raw, and I would, wouldn't be shocked if that was seven or eight years ago. And he showed really good fire. They didn't run with it then. I'm just glad they're running with it now. And it's not the same fire, though. I mean, like, to swing a sledgehammer, you're going to have, yeah. you know, some fire. The The way he... There was a moment in that match where he turned to the cage and sort of rattled it a bit. And I just... You felt like... Not Kofi, the performer. The man playing Kofi saying, this is my time. I'm lucky to... He's lucky to have the opportunity because... Everything that Kofi did, Mustafa. Mustafa was going to do. Mustafa was going to have that run in the yeah. in the um, gauntlet match, and he was going to have that performance at Elimination Chamber. And it's sad for him, but he's young and he's going no, to have more opportunities. Tony Co- uh, Kofi ran with it. Yeah. While there's a lot of positivity around what happened with Kofi, should there be a bit of negativity about Daniel Bryan being pinned by him twice in two weeks? Uh, where are they? Where are they going with that? Is that is that 
something that Daniel Bryan fans should be concerned about? I think it's all right for a heel. Yeah, I think yeah, if you're a, a heel champion, face, so yeah. he's yeah. still got the title. It's about getting out. When you're a heel champion, it's about leaving with the title. And what it, those two pins is the reason that the crowd, when so Vince came out on SmackDown to announce, oh, it was Shane came Shane. out on SmackDown to announce who would take on Daniel Bryan um, at Fastlane, and the crowd were just chanting Kofi's name like. Like he was Becky Lynch. Yeah, it was really good. So, and that's what you want. You want yeah. the crowd telling you. Yeah. And I had a tear in my eye when he announced that it was Kofi Kingston. You saw Kofi pump his fist, and I, I, I felt something watching wrestling, and that's what it's about. That's it. Uh, Shane and the Miz. Um. Yeah. So we're going elimination chamber. Yeah. Yeah. Shane and the Miz. Oh, it's so yes. Uh. Yeah. They're telling a story. I think it's going to end in them wrestling at WrestleMania. Um, and I don't know that I want to see the match, and I don't know that I want Miz to go back to a heel yet. <laughs> what do you? Yeah, I don't know how many more matches Shane has in him. He was uh, pretty winded. <laughs> he was, uh, and he's sweating like Brock Lesnar in the yeah. ring at the minute. I know he wears full length pants and a big baseball jersey, but what yeah. helps is that he just does a few crazy spots, yeah. and then so. It's okay to look winded after you've jumped off a 12-story building yeah. through a table. And that's why his punches don't look great, because he's so tired. <laughs> he's tired <laughs> from his dance to the ring, I think. <laughs> um, that's why Miz has to start every match. Yeah, oh, but I'm I like you. I'm enjoying their play off each other, the story, but I don't want Miz to turn on him. When they, I think we spoke about it at the chamber when they were hugging, walking away. I was hoping Shane would turn on yeah. him just so it kept Miz babyface for a bit more, a bit longer. Well, the thing is, if you turn, if you turn Miz uh, heel, you need to get him away from SmackDown because yep. I don't think Miz and Daniel Bryan as heels on the same show because you can never have them work together and it be believable because their whole careers they've hated each other's guts. Yep. Um, so I think, I mean, I'd like to see Miz get another run with the title, but it's not going to happen while Daniel Bryan's there. So. I don't know what you do. Great to see Buddy Murphy grab another win. Yes. In another phenomenal match. On the pre-show. One for yeah, that's unfortunate. Hopefully Hopefully he gets on the, the main, but his match of the night, every single pay per view, put him on the on the main show. Like he's he's not gonna be on the main show at WrestleMania. No. Um because I'm already looking at it and I've got thirteen matches in my head. <laughs> it's gonna be an eight eight hour show. It's gonna be long. What do you think of the uh, women's tag team championship? Uh, the, the, a lot of talk that I saw before it was people just thought it was going to be probably one of the worst matches on the card. Yeah, and that was not because of the performers. I think that's because a tag team. There's only ever been one tag team elimination chamber before, and it's fair to say it was a clusterfuck. Mm. <laughs> um, and I know that I was Edge was saying on his podcast that if I was told I was going to be in that match, my first thought would have been. How do we make this work? How do you make a tag team elimination chamber work? I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought all 12 girls did really well. And I thought the Iconics were brilliant in their story they told while they were in the match. Yeah, and they actually got to wrestle in the middle of the match as well. Like, and dominate. Yeah, so they looked really good. You know, They had a few exchanges in there, three or four minutes going they, back they and forth. They looked smart. Yeah, so... I, and I'm, I'm with you. I, I really enjoyed it as well. And it was well put together. Like like you said, it could have been a cluster, being tag teams in an elimination chamber. It's tough from the outside. Um, but, you know, some of the women going through the plexiglass and stuff like that, you know, some of those iconic shots that the chamber does bring out, I thought they more than held their own. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, Nia hit that um, plexi really hard and she sold it really well. Yeah. Everyone gets on Nia's back, but I thought... She was one of the most important factors in that match yep. because she dominated and then her being taken out left her partner vulnerable. Yes, um, and obviously I said to you off air that the, res the result was predictable, but results are predictable for a reason. It's because the story makes sense and yep. it's going somewhere. We're going to see Sasha and Bailey split at some stage, but... I'm hearing that behind the scenes they were instrumental in this belt even happening. So probably, you know, nice that they're the first ones to hold it. I mean, the first people you could probably consider female Grand Slam champions. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully they get a, a good long run with it and uh, put I, some really good, I don't really know good about, matches together. I don't know about the WrestleMania match I'm hearing. 
Ronda Rousey defeats uh, Ruby Wright to keep the championship, and I thought one of the interesting things, more interesting thing about that was the promo cut by Charlotte Flair before it. Yeah. Some uh, a, a nice little bit of a, a smackdown on uh, Ruby Wright about wanting the, the crowd's affection and, and, and pandering to the crowd. Yeah, I mean, I don't even remember the promo, to be honest. <laughs> no, it's lost me. Well, I... I'm just happy there was a, a squash match on a pay per view. You're not you're not going to see him all the time. Um, I feel bad that it was Ruby. Yeah, it's it but sucks. I feel like it was for the story. I feel like a squash match. Yeah, uh, was the right result. You needed Ronda to look strong because we were, um, she's got to she's got to look strong and be continued to be booked strong up until WrestleMania. Otherwise, beating her means nothing. Um, but yeah, Ruby Ruby Wright's a good wrestler. She she got to wrestle her again on Raw, and you know, with the right squad there, and she had a better showing, which was nice. Yeah. Anything else uh, tickly fancy boys? The the main event. Main event was pretty good. Yeah, main event was good. Main event was excellent. But we sort yeah. of covered that in the Kofi yeah, Kofi yeah. Kofi in the Kofi talk. Got the shine. All right, moving on. Uh, four of NXT's best debuted on Raw and SmackDown this week, which is great for them. Debutted, yes. Um, <laughs> The look, I'm I'm an unashamed DIY fan. Um, I've seen people online uh, complaining that the main roster's allegedly thrown away a year of storytelling by teaming them together. Where have those people been for the last month when DIY have actually teamed a couple of times? Yeah. Um, on NXT TV, I love seeing Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa wrestle on the main roster, and I can't wait till it's permanent. I want them as a tag team to start with because it allows them to tell a story, and then we can go through the whole breakup story again. Yeah, I, give it. To obviously, me. it's a bigger audience. You know, more uh, the majority of people aren't going to know who they were. Not everyone watches NXT. Put it in perspective: Tommaso Ciampa is the NXT champion, has been for like a ridiculous amount of time. His online following is lower than Apollo Cruz. Yeah, so that, that's what I mean. They're they're under the radar. I know. Yes, guys like us. Super hardcore fans are going to know where all the good matches are coming from. But if they can stick around on Raw or maybe SmackDown a little bit more, I, I, I'm not offended by them going up against the Revival on a Monday night. You tell that story. You know, if they get a run with the belts, whatever happens, I don't think they're going to be permanent at the minute because they've still got a little bit more to tell in NXT, I think. But you know, you're not going to hurt my feelings if they're in the ring as, as tag team on Monday nights. No, and then Ricochet um, got to show a little bit of what he can do uh, two nights in a row. Uh, love Ricochet and Alistair Black. I think Alistair Black will probably be the first one they call up. He's got nothing going on in yeah. NXT at the moment, so um, he might I mean, stay up. But how good would it be if you had like, you haven't done it for a while, like a few NXT guys band together and come up and, and, and be a group. Those four and add Adam Cole are the best probably five wrestlers at the same time you've had in NXT I can period yeah well uh, I enjoyed it. yeah they showcase Ricochet's high flying ability to flip off the um, the crowd barrier and you know that insane 630 that he hit on Leo Rush that was absolutely he hit nuts. it again um, yeah. today oh, that's Smackdown yet so no, I think it's good you got to bring the, these guys in I know there was a little bit of talk um, announcing them at the start of the show instead of just coming out of surprise, get that natural pop. Um, but with I feel with Raw's ratings at the minute, they keep a bit more of the hardcore crowd sticking around for the rest of the show. And you've also got to remember, when they do those um, surprise turn-ups, it's the night after WrestleMania. Yeah. Like, you've got a hardcore crowd That's there, right. not, a, not a regular Raw crowd. Um, so... At a paper, if you want to surprise debut someone, pay per view is where you've got your hardcore fans. Monday Night Raw, you've got families; uh, they're not as loud. Yeah, mm. that's a good point. Uh, you mentioned already tonight a couple of matches you don't want to see at WrestleMania. What matches do you want to see? Yeah, I thought I'd throw that in as a as a little topic because you know what do we want to see at WrestleMania? I'd like to see Kofi um, in a in a high spot on the card at WrestleMania. I don't think we're going to get it. Yeah. But I'd like to see Kofi. Um, I want to see, you know, the women's tag titles represented in a really good match. Um, I want to see Becky Lynch added to that women's title, and I want to see that in the main event. What are you thinking? I'm just hoping that the women's main event is a triple threat 
I don't want it to be a one-on-one match. I want it to be a triple threat. Um, I think it'll be a better match because of it. Uh, but no. I'd love to see Becky Lynch go out and get a court injunction to get her to fight in a triple threat. What's well, a heel move? The fact that she was actually promised by it's the general a, manager. might be a bit whiny. It's a heel move. I think what happens is she keeps attacking them until they demand. Yeah, I think Char- Ron, not to Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte. Charlotte doesn't want her. But Ronda's got to demand, as the baby face, Ronda's got to demand yep. Becky get added to that match. Um, I think that's the way you've got to play that. But look, I love that we're talking about storylines. It makes sense. Um, I'll tell you what I don't want to see is The Undertaker. Wow. Yeah. There's, uh, look, there's rumors that um, Daniel Bryan's opponent for WrestleMania will be a returning wrestler. I, and Kevin Owens I can, I can handle. The Undertaker... I don't ever want to sit through the Undertaker match again. No, no. He's not the same wrestler. No. Mm. He did, you know, it was glaring at Crown Jewel. Um, that was enough. The, that was It's unfortunate that the maybe, hopefully, it's his last match. It's a bit unfortunate, but, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I don't, want to, I don't want to see him because yeah. he's overrated. Oh, so what was don't that? Tell, Overrated. Don't, don't tell Phil. Oh, I promise we won't. Uh, Jimmy, there's so much good vibe happening around AEW at the moment. Yeah, look, I, um, I'm i obviously really look at them from a – I try and look at them really from a business point of view and sometimes I've been critical of some of the things the Bucks have said. But I read something today where the Young Bucks said um, they don't really need to have the wrestlers work on every show. And I like that. I've been saying that for ages. WWE's got a huge roster that needs to do it. Having wrestlers work and then be off TV for a week, not wrestle the next week, allows you to rotate your roster through, yeah. have a shorter show because they also, when they said, what's the ideal show length? They said, well, definitely not three hours. <laughs> um, but I like that thinking where it's like a real sport. You're presenting it as a real sport. You don't see the same guys wrestle every week like in MMA. Yeah. I think less is more to that point. And, you know, go back to WWE, bringing these NXT guys up and then them still being on NXT. I think that'll freshen up Raw and SmackDown, which and I feel it's a conscious... to NXT, hopefully yeah, as well. Yeah, because you see that 6.30 on a Monday night from Ricochet. Maybe you tune into the network and you watch NXT. So Typical of Lyle, always bringing it back to WWE yeah. when we're talking about AEW. I'm looking after our audience. Well, AEW doesn't have any show... Uh, a TV you're, show. You're yet. calling him a t-shirt company. I was you? not going to call them a t-shirt company. I'm well, wearing a Bucks t-shirt. One of the uh, great things about WrestleMania is, of course, it's also Hall of Fame weekend, and that's the night before on the Saturday. And uh, we're hearing that DX are going into the Hall of Fame, which is great. We are hearing that. Um, now I've got a, a little bone to pick with someone in this room who went a bit early and I posted did. from our Facebook account that. The Heart Foundation were going in, and they're not going in. That's just because I'm a Heart Foundation mark, and I knew I got the inside information that DX. I was just trying to take the gloss off DX. Bullshit, Lyle. No, that's it. I just went with the wrong wrong story there. Um, and someone said, like, wow. has this been announced or has he gone early? Lyle's gone early. That's what happens when you that's, post at four thirty in the morning before work. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, look. Do you think maybe this was like a response to? DX losing our um, grand final for the theme song challenge last week. It it can't be a coincidence. Oh, possibly, it yeah. has to be. Yeah, it has to be. Like, now, it's very, very like soon. I would not be surprised. We tune in a raw next week, and Hillbilly Jim is re <laughs> into the celebrity <laughs> win. He's, yeah. he's up the, against Daniel Bryan. No, 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 he's going in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> All speech <they'll>... part two. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good thing is they can just tune in because I hear he's, he's still going. He's still going, is he? Oh, that's um, good. But look, it's great. The DX going in is really good for especially X-Pac in China. Yeah, definitely. Because uh, China, I, I think it's a soft way to bring her in. Like you don't – their worry about bringing China is that kids will Google China and see videos that kids shouldn't see. Um, whereas And X-Pac will – to come in as well. Probably the only way x going in, unless he's... Um, you can't, but that can't. You Seriously, that could not be a reason why. No, it's no, definitely they were, a reason. They, they're they a PG a company. Nervous. Yeah, they were a bit nervous Yeah, but that. they can't. Oh, jeez, yeah. that's tough. But um, th- this is a good way, and it's good. China deserves to be in there. Yeah, for X- sure. x will probably go in one more time, because I think that his um, thing with Justin Credible and... Um, Albert, that little uh, X-Factor stable he had in, they should get in at some stage And the Kane well. and X-Pac 
tag team should be in. He might be in the Fuck future. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> I'm really looking forward to, on the night, Paul Levesque uh, introducing and inducting Triple H into the Hall of Fame. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Because he, so you think Triple H is going to induct himself? No, no. Paul Levesque is going to do it. He did it on on Monday Night Raw. Who he, would induct them? That's a that's a big one. That's that is who would? That's interesting. You know what they're going to do? Vince. Nah, he's not going to do it. They're going to they'll Stephanie? get that. Who's the that guitarist and the singer that did their theme song? That wild. Elias. They'll get something. They won't like get that. him. They'll get who else? Are they going to get? Well, it won't be Lemmy. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, Maybe it'll be Kane. <laughs> Kane and a hologram of Rick Rude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, PWA, this uh, the fight for black metal is on Sun in Sydney on Friday night. Yes, as Candy Lee mentioned, yes. um, she'll be at uh, at that show. And uh, she's in a fatal four way for the number one contenders. She is. She title. could get that fourth belt. Yes, Candy four belts. Um, but. That should be a really good card. I know the main event has got Mick Moretti versus Bonzer. his stablemate, Jack Bonza. Yeah. Um, those two, they've been teasing a breakup of the Four Nations for a while. So, um, And they're fighting over a sword. Oh, Are you allowed to call it a sword? I'm calling it a sword. Isn't there another name they like to call it? I'm saying like the... I'm calling it a sword. I don't want to say the nerds, but the nerds, Tony, they don't call it a sword. No, no, no. They call it something else. What do they call it? So I'm going to get that's the word. It's a sword. sword. At me. <laughs> so that's in Sydney on Friday night. Should be a great show, that yeah. one. Now, Lyle, speaking of great shows, uh, you said you were definitely going to either APW or King of Colac on the weekend. Yeah. Uh, which one did you go to and how, how was, was it? it? From all reports. From... What you, hang on, what do you mean from all reports? You were def- you were Well, obviously hard- I wasn't you at both. You said you were 100% so going. Yeah, so obviously I wasn't at both. That so would be hard. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm only one man. And uh, from just. all reports, yeah, good. Really, yeah. really good. Which one? Both. So which one did you see physically? Physically see? Oh, i seen a bit online, actually. There was. Um, so you didn't go? No, I actually had something else on. Yeah. Had a movie night with the kids. Yeah, it's... Oh, they didn't even want to go to the movie night. You forced No, them. no, no. It was in my lounge room. So it was a bit tough. No. Oh. Tough. Do we know what happened? King of Colac? I know that Carlo retained. He, he retained yeah, and they're going to... Bring it back in a cage. Oh. So him versus uh, Sketch in a cage. So that that should be very Sketch interesting. Sketch runs that promotion, doesn't he? Let's hope they never have King of Co- Colac in Roville. It just wouldn't work, oh. would it? No. Um, see, Danders is actually from Danders is actually from Colac, and she didn't even realise that they were a monarchy. Really? Oh. So there's no palace, nothing. No. Jeez. Uh, Eddie Coyne. Uh, Evil Andy Coyne returning uh, showdown on Saturday. Yes. Um, If you're not doing anything in Melbourne on Saturday, just go there to yell at Andy Coyne. Yeah. And if Andy is listening. Well, I asked him to come on the show tonight. He's been a good friend of the show. Well, apparently he's not anymore. Well, He said that I wouldn't come on on, on the show with you bastards. Really? Seriously? And then he said, I'll be releasing a promo tonight. You can watch that. So... I mean, I'll go, I guess I'll look online after we finish recording. Ah, stuff him. But um, I'm definitely going to wear a poncho this time because he did spit at me. He did spit at you yeah. last time. Well, they, I, he did say he wasn't trying to spit at me. I think he was trying to spit at the mark sitting behind me. <laughs> so he was a bit unruly. That work. Upcoming shows Friday night, as we mentioned. Well, PWA. I just want to announce that I'm definitely going to Showdown Wrestling on Saturday. And well, Tony, look at me. Tony, look at me. I'm 110% going Saturday night to show. You won't be there. No, I've got to spin on I'm going to hang with a mark. Can I get to Saturday before you actually tell me what you're doing on Saturday? <laughs> well, we were talking about the show that I'm going to. No, we to. weren't. I'm talking about on Friday night, yes, PWA but, definitely have the show. The look, I'm sick of this bullshit city. from you. PCW Ignition. Fennec, I'm going to whack you so Don't hard. Don't set him off again. PCW Ignition is on Infantry Gully. As PCW announced, they have sold more tickets in pre-sales for Grand Slam than any other show in their history. That's fantastic. I've got That's a amazing. ticket for that. Excellent. Doesn't mean you're going to go. I've got a ticket. They've got my money. Showdown Wrestling is on at the uh, Reggio Calabria Club in Brunswick, a great place. I'm going wrestling. to that. Wrestling's been at the Reggio Calabria Club for, I reckon, 40 years. And I'm going to that too, Tony. Because you just I'm Tony? Right. IWA present live. 
No and loud in Engadine in New South Wales. Engadine, if I'm not correct, is down in the Shire. Down in uh, the yeah, Cronulla just, Shire. Just south of Cronulla, yeah. 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 Uh, NCW uh, host Rise to Glory featuring Brooksy, Riley, Richie Taylor. And in what could be the biggest event in South Australian history, lover boy, Lockie Hendricks. Tony, you're on board. With what? That was a great introduction. That wasn't even written down. Yeah, it was. I think that will be the the biggest event in South Australian history. I've got to pre-read these. Finnegan. (laughs) I'm sick and tired of you setting me up. You keep telling us you're a professional. You don't pre-read these. I didn't write that down. No. Who wrote wrote this? It just says featuring Brooksy, Riley, Richie Taylor. And you added and the lover boy. You, you, no, that's you crap. Are, you, you added, added the lover boy. And I'll be taking a photo of this and putting it onto our website, onto our. Well, thankfully, uh, you don't have access be, to it. Onto so. our Facebook site. Oh, yeah, I'll just find make sure you upload the right photos, Tony. Because uh, <laughs> last <summer>. time, <laughs> um, are you going to come to the, are you free on Saturday night, Tony? I may be. We uh, we might do something. We'll we should come. Come. I don't to promise like other people. Come to showdown. Yeah, right. We'll see. Here we go. Hey, well, also, too, as we mentioned, uh, of course, this is mypodcasthouse.com where we host a lot of fantastic podcasts and we're looking for more all the time. So if you've got an idea for a podcast, hit up My Podcast House or On The Turnbuckle. We can help you get started. So get onto our Facebook page, On The Turnbuckle. If you want to know more about mypodcasthouse.com and how you can get your own podcast, let us know. We'd love to have a chat to you about that. And, yeah, we, we actually would really love more stable mates. Yeah, we would. Stable mates. We would, yeah. Uh, let's see if we can get Jake's tea show onto the. You're going to poach him. You're like going to poach him. No, but I we could. can do a dual thing. I'd actually like to see the the Lover Boy Hour with Tony. The Lover Boy Hour with Tony. You know what I mean? That'd be a. There's real, an idea. That'd be a. You could call it the Love Fest. Tony, you, you, you'd actually he's need. He's grinning now. You'd actually need. A, you'd need a third. You'd need a third person in a referee's shirt. Well, see if there's anyone a Footlocker who wants to come. <laughs> It wouldn't be a long podcast. I can We've got tell a you big that guest much. next week. Uh, who have we got? How big? Big. Bigger well, than me. The, they've got the MCW World Heavyweight Champion. Really Ooh. big guest, Tony. And regrettably, we've asked him out for dinner as well. It's going to might cost us a bit. Oh, We've got really? Gino Gambino. Ooh, fantastic! He told Looking us nothing's to off the table. All right, and everything's on the table for him to eat. Can is we, that, can we is that how we're placating him? I reckon you could eat him, Tony. I reckon you should go on the on the record right now. I didn't pick a I didn't pick a cheap enough restaurant for them to have an eating. <laughs> oh, okay, contest. okay, all right, all right. <laughs> hey, if uh, you've got any shows coming up, uh, also let us know on uh, our Facebook page. We'd love to help you promote them as well. Well, boys, that's it for another week. It's good to see you happy at the end of the podcast tonight, Tony. Yeah, oh, sore last throat. Week. Uh, sore throat. Here we go. Here complaining we go. again. Oh, IGA, I'm I'm my groceries, saying. my kidney stone. Well, she's talking over me. Oh, I yeah. That I'm gonna whack you. That, I think, that, I think I he looked at you the way you. he looked at Loverboy a couple of times. See you later, Tony. Uh, uh, Tony's we'll wearing a Loverboy shirt that he made at home, so. Yeah. yeah. Pink. <laughs> you love it. Yeah, that suits him. Uh, that's it. Another week done and dusted. We'll be back again next week with a big, big guest. As the boys said, uh, we'll tune in then. Talk to you soon. Bye.